Another episode of Rabbit Hole. I was holding the note. <laughs> oh, oh, I yes. love the opening music to this. It's great. And now we got a little uh, animation going and everything. So. Yeah, what, what the hell? It's so cool. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's full of surprises today. So we got another banger of an episode. And we're going to start that off about talking with, wait, no, talking about a safe. A safe. <laughs> So we discovered what the film was, right? Yes, that would be National Lampoon's Gold Diggers. That would be this film that we're showing in the stream now. Right. There we go. Gold Diggers. And what did I say I was going to tell you about it? I was going to tell you how I got onto it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I was doing Chairman of the Board. I was doing chairman Chairman of the Board. I was doing Special Effects. And, uh, and and wound up doing all the prop special effects on it. And the prop master was like, wow, you know, it's so weird because I have we <laughs> we got on the show special effects for chairman of the board and the special effects were going to be handled for all the prop stuff by the prop master. But um, I really wasn't his thing. It, it turned out it wasn't his thing. And he had this enormous truck and we were just like going around in this little tiny U-Haul <laughs> and we'd like throwing a bench in a U-Haul and basically, you know, just started on down the road. Right. And I am telling you that we wound up doing every prop that did anything weird on that show. We wound up completely rebuilding it inside of this little tiny truck. And um, and the prop master kept saying, you know, this is he says, I feel embarrassed that I have this enormous truck and you've got this little tiny truck and you use that little tiny truck to make everything that's in the big truck actually work. And um, so a few years went past chairman of the board and I got a call from this guy and he says, you've got to come because we have, we're coming up on a situation where we're going to be dealing with this safe. And we're going to be pulling it through a set with a car. And he says, I have not got great. Um, how can I say? They they tried it. Yeah. With the actual people, with, with the their specs people. And um, evidently it didn't work. Evidently they, they and, and, and if you could come out and just check it out and see what, See what it is. We're going to do another shoot that's just the safe itself. And we'll, we're going to do that shoot past principal photography. And so anyway, I showed up and I looked at the situation and uh, I really, really didn't want the job. Because these people are really weird. Really weird. Okay. And, 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 and I was pretty weird myself. So. You know, I mean, but we were I think that one of us was negative weird and the other one of us was positive weird. 
you know and when yeah. the two and the two weirds were like repelling each other <laughs> but as it turned out i had nothing to do <laughs> this one week and uh and i wound up working for these people and they were incredibly abrasive and and and, and they had they had a safe and and oddly enough, it was designed. I didn't find that out until later on that it was designed by Aaron Osborne. And Aaron Osborne is somebody that I had worked with, you know, years before. And and virtually nowadays it designs everything on TV. Period. Yeah. And so anyway, uh, this sequence was going to be filmed after principal photography, and it was just safe. And what they did is they they made uh, a room and then a hallway and then a turn in a hallway uh, all of this plush uh, uh, very wealthy uh, upscale uh, house and what they were what we what we had to do here was the challenge the challenge was this the challenge was that we were going to take a chain they were going to sneak in the house take a chain wrap it around the safe that's in the wall. Yeah. Uh, they're going to wrap it around the safe. And then they were going to use the car, their car, to pull the safe out of the building. And uh, so what I was there for was basically to pull the safe. Now, a week before, finally, I saw the safe that they had built a week before. Um, a week before we were supposed to film the safe. We were supposed to film them pulling it. And literally they built this thing out of quarter inch plate steel. Oh, wow. And it was, it was probably, and the thing is, I said, what the hell were you doing? What the hell were you thinking? And they said, well, we thought that we would make it heavy, but not as heavy as a real safe. So we made it lighter. I said, yeah, but you made it light. You made it like 500 pounds. Oh, and, shit. <laughs> yeah, literally. I was like, oh, shit. So I hired a prop guy, another prop guy to build. And by the way, that was a copy of another safe. So then I built and then I hired somebody to make a copy of the safe that was the copy of the safe. Oh, the copy of the copy. Yeah. Yeah. We had to make a little uh, a thin tube version of it uh out of thin steel and then take the steel and wrap it with luon which is a pretty thin plywood and um so we set this uh we set this all up to uh it, to get it down i think that we got it down to a hundred pounds because we still had to use the ring you know that big steel looking ring yeah we had to still make it look like like a safe and we didn't have you know we only had one week to make it right so we literally took all all of these really big heavy hey it's joey <laughs> we took all these really big heavy objects off of the uh, fake one and we put it on this one so it came in at about 100 110 pounds and so <laughs> I thought, well, you know, we have to make this look like a car pulls it through, right? And so I went out and I looked at the stage that we were going to use. And I think that we were on one of the uh, TV lots somewhere. And so we had we had about a 40-foot ceiling, 
which helped. So what we did is we put a, a, a dead man weight, which was about 500 pounds hanging over in the corner with a cable coming down. And what you do with, if you're using a dead man to pull something around on a stage, for instance, then you make it so that that over in the corner, your dead man drops, and then you pull that cable and you put it through points uh, or pulleys on the floor to take the power to wherever you need it. So then you would take that cable and you would take it over, hook it to the, to the safe, and then you would drop the weight over here and it would make the safe move over here. See, see how I did that? Over there <laughs> to over there. Yeah. So, so we had, you know, literally 500 pounds hanging over here and, and, and now I'm, I'm testing and I spent like three or four days while, while all of their art department, and everybody, these people were just dicks. They were just terrible human beings. Just, uh, and so I had to test the safe moving to see how, how fast I could get it to move. And I, and I wanted to start with the less weight that I could. And so I, I got a test going on the other side of the stage. And, um, and we put the, hooked the cables up to it on the floor. And, it, and these are little tiny cables, man. I mean, just little like eighth inch eighth inch uh, aviation cable and and thinner you know and um the first time that we did it we had to go around the stage and say okay everybody we need you to stay away and we're gonna test the safe to see you know where our weight is at right and so i went over there and and we had had a a, a, a what you do is you make a tie down to it and now, so that you would cut the tie down cable um, and the and the safe would shoot away, technically, technically speaking. So we get it over there, we get it set up, and everybody gets and lines up right next to the cable because they wanted to see the the uh the safe shoot across the stage the way it was supposed to. Of course, this is the first test, right? And so I cut the cable and say, okay, everybody, clear. I cut the cable and it doesn't move. Right? Ah, no. <laughs> but this is just testing. And, and so they all laugh at us. <laughs> then they walk away. <laughs> and I walked up to it and I thought, you know, it should be a little bit overbalanced. And, and, and I literally just put my hand up against the side of the cage and just gave it a gentle little push. And the, and the safe just at about, you know, the speed of somebody walking slow, just slid all the way across the stage. And I thought, <laughs> yeah, I got it. I yeah. got it. So, uh, anyway, we, uh, so the, the state, it just moved across the stage. And I thought, huh, okay. So we increased the, uh, the weight appropriately. And, and, and we went through the process and, and here's the thing, what we had to do is pull the safe past, you know, pull the safe out of like, uh, out of the room, break through the door and then, uh, and then careen around the corner, turn around and then head off stage. Right. That was, that was what we were. Oh no, no. We had to 
make it go down the hall, turn as it turns the corner, and then slam into the wall. And I was, oh God, I swear it was such a huge amount of work. And the thing is, is we were doing it in a day, and and every time we had to go from one point to the other, we had to reset on the floor, right? Well, we were doing pretty successfully, although it was just boom, 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 boom. We got to keep going. Ah, da, 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 da. So boom, boom. I think that we we got it out. So what it would do is it would come incredibly fast. It would break through the door and and me and my assistant would be on either side of the camera and we would just stop it because we knew that it would stop at that point because there was cable stops on the ground. We just stopped the, the uh, basically stopping it from falling over towards us. Right. And so so it looked kind of easy. <laughs> well. The thing is, is boom, boom, boom. So so when you cut it together, it just looks like it's just slamming from one. It's slamming around the corner, right? Yeah. So I think that we got up to three quarters of the way through the day. And we got into the place where the safe has to smash into the wall. And then the door, I think the shot after that is the door opens. And, and there's nothing in the safe, right? So, so, and and we have a fake chain that's on that's pulling it that we have to keep taut as the cables actually pull the safer along, and uh, we got to the point to where we were finally on the last shot that slides that the 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 safe had turned, and we literally did the turning by wrapping a cable around the base of the of the safe and then pulling it. And it literally just spun, <laughs> it spun it, right? And when it spun it, the script supervisor came up to me and just hugged me and went, oh, thank you, thank you. Because now the face, now it was facing the right direction. <laughs> so now we keep careening down this one hallway and then we're gonna, we're gonna bounce against the wall and we're gonna smash right into we're gonna we're gonna then turn. We're gonna turn in the same shot. We're gonna smash against the wall, turn so that the door is towards us, and then smash into the wall. And that's the big finale for the save. And we had three walls set up, you know, so that we could do it three times. And <laughs> and we had cleared every time. Every time we cleared between us and our drop dead weight so that in case something went wrong and or, or something like that, that we would have a clear space between us and wherever that safe was going to go in case it broke all the points on the floor. Well, <laughs> so we had, we had like had several cables on this, on the safe <laughs> that were really small. And, and one of them was to keep the safe from uh, rocking forward. And and it was small enough so you couldn't see it in the camera view, right? And just as we got to the first take for this uh, for this shot, just as it pulled taut, <laughs> that little tiny cable broke. And when it did, the safe careened down onto its face, right? <laughs> and here's the thing: now it's on its face and. If you look at the sequence, 
The thing is, is there's a ring about this big. Let's see if I can. Oh, there's a ring about that big. Uh huh. That is a metal ring. You know, it's like a handle to turn, right? Yeah. And it landed on that ring. <laughs> and that ring was steel and it was polished. Uh huh. And all it, it was like, it was like we had 500 pounds of force going directly down that was actually uh i'm not going to explain it but but it's like for 40 feet it actually moved us 80 feet because we're using a a configuration a gearing configuration on the floor Uh uh-huh and all of a sudden that ring perfectly polished ring lands down the safe goes down there's that ring and now it's like the way it's like a sled (laughs) (laughs) and it just disappears. It literally goes through the wall. So freaking fast that it was (laughs) that it actually did that like rabbit thing from Acme. Oh, okay. Right. All you could see was the shape of the safe, including the indents where it went like this, and there was the ring. <laughs> it went right through. It went through the wall that was in the safe that was next door because that's where our cable went through. And then it went through it went through both walls to that safe and then careened and smashed into the wall of the stage. <laughs> and and everybody froze. Everybody just went. Ugh! <laughs> Now, I had always used bikers that, you know, basically kind of like uh, bikers with my crew. And I had this one named Frank, and he was incredibly funny, uh, but uh, but incredibly inappropriate. Oh, OK. So the <laughs> best type was, of person. He was the guy. Yeah, he was the guy that had to make sure that it was clear to drop the 40, the the. 500 pounds, 40 feet, right? Yeah, of course. And so he's over there in the corner and he gets to see this from up above and he sees it go forward on its ring and go and go through the walls and everybody is absolutely quiet. And then all of a sudden just heard him laughing so hard that I thought he was going to fall out of the perms. 40 feet above us, you could hear him wherever you were on the stage and he's just cracking up. (laughs) Now the director comes up to me and starts to go off on me like and I (laughs) and I just grabbed him by the collar and frog marched his little ass outside and stood there and said you know what we're going 900 miles an hour so far you've been nothing but a dick to me and absolutely we have gotten perfect perfect uh um Oh, hey, hey, Jules, we got, we've gotten perfect shots, right? You've been rushing me. You've been all over my ass. And, and as far as I can tell, every shot that you've had is absolute gold, right? And you have two more setups for this tape. So get off my goddamn ass, right? And then I let him like go back on the stage and I went back on the stage and then they replaced the wall and I went up there and I did this. I took a penny and I put it on the ground and I said, that penny is going to be where the front 
corner of the set is going to be of the uh, of the safe is going to be when we shoot it in, right? And the wall will be crushed to this point, and that's going to be that front corner of it. And I hit it <laughs> right. I mean, I was I was like three millimeters away from that penny when that when that settled when that settled in. But that boat, but at that point, we all like really, really, really honestly hated each other, all as a group, right? And so things are done, and uh, <laughs> things are done. Everybody walked away, right? Well, I have to say that this is the only time in film in the film business that I got stiffed. I build them for I think for the week and for like all the people that I had on my crew and everything uh probably eighty five hundred dollars and they stiffed me for it and all of a sudden mysteriously uh their mails started showing up uh in a uh seven eleven in Ogden Utah Mysteriously, somebody, somebody, I don't know, somebody, I don't know who it was, but somebody uh, went and uh, possibly put change of address in for their uh, offices uh, to Ogden, Utah. And and then, oddly enough, a 7-Eleven somewhere in Michigan. And huh. then and then after that, I think it was Florida. Uh, anyway, I just made I don't mean I I mean, somebody made sure that they didn't get their mail for a really, really, really long time. So, but, Mick, uh, I'd like to segue into the next part of our show. Uh, the next part, the next segment of our show. The next segment. Oh, my God. You mean something else is going to happen? Yes. Okay, okay. so I'm going to give you an option. I'm going to show yeah. you a picture, and you're going to react and tell me the story around the picture, or okay. you're going to answer fan questions. Which one? Uh, let's go with the picture quick and see what that is. <laughs> this is, uh, see, see the fat guy there? Yeah. Yeah, that's me. Uh, that's, um, that's, that was, uh, us, uh, doing the tent, uh, for vengeance. Yes. Uh, that, which was, uh, which was actually, uh, before we started shooting, by a year, because I think that we used it for the uh, GoFundMe page. We used that segment to suck people in. <laughs> yeah. To reel them in. <laughs> See? Um, yeah, we were having it. Yeah. Did you know that I wasn't I wasn't the first AD at, on that and uh, ended up being the first AD by the end of the first day? Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, it just happened, you know? But uh, that that's that that was the tent that we beat everybody to death that, that was in it. Ah, yes. Uh, yes. And 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 it was um, it was very titillating and very fun. Titillating indeed. Titillating indeed. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that that was uh, th that was a lot of fun. That was before any of us knew. Uh, what was going? I think that you actually have a shot of the writer there. That's Mike Mead, isn't it? Here, close close in on that again. 
Let me see if I can identify everybody. Okay. Uh, Let's start from left to right. From left to right. Well, the first two, the ones in the tent, they're talent, and I never count them. Okay. And then there's Dustin. Yes. And then there's Jeremy standing, and that's Rakish. Uh, then, uh, then I think that's Mike. Who's on the ground in front of you, laying down or sitting down? I can't tell. I think that I think that she was doing. It's it's a woman, right? It, it could be. I I don't know. There's no identifying features to tell. Oh, hey, listen. I, I I've got something really interesting. Uh, Corey just sent me uh just sent me a bunch of pictures behind the screams. Behind the screams updates. <laughs> I, I I don't know how to put them up. What you do is uh, send them to me, and I'll put them up while you're talking. Okay, hold 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 on a sec, people. The, the, Here's a little the, update into our film series that, well, actually, cartoon series that we are working on, titled "Behind the Screams," based after the book written by your uh, Mick here. We have uh, okay here. Hold on, hold on, people. This is going to be riveting radio. Send them on Facebook. Oh yeah, right. I'm going to send them any way I can. How about that? Oh, there we go. So uh, Jules says, I think it's Catherine. Oh, it is Catherine. That's right. That's right. Yes. Catherine was doing scripty that day. So while we're waiting for those pictures to show up, we're going to answer yeah, some fan they questions. Haven't, they uh, haven't actually showed up yet, so uh, we'll have to get back to that in a minute. But that's by the end of this, we're going to have uh, new pictures. <laughs> what was that? Fan what, questions. What movie, that movie that you helped would wish they would do again in 2020. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Let's do it again. Vengeance. Let's get our vengeance on vengeance. Vengeance on vengeance. Anyway, uh, did did I work on a Batman set before? Yes, I did. <laughs> I I actually worked on the miniature um, of Penguin's Lair back in the day. Talk about it. I don't know what there is to say about it. Uh, I was working. I used to work with Mark Stetson. All the time, Mark Stetson, Stetson Visuals used to do. Uh, they used to build miniatures for uh, all kinds of uh, shows, um, and uh, I just happened to always have something that I would uh, be in between yeah. when I was in between production designing. I would either be doing effects or I would be doing uh, small design jobs, or I or I would be building miniatures. Because miniatures, I, I always had a great time, and uh, a group of us <coughs> was kind of doing for Stetson Visual. Uh, I, I had a little corner down there, and I had like that all set up, and we were doing, uh, we were building the Penguin's Lair. I don't, I, I don't know how to, you know, it was miniature stuff. Yeah, you, know? you do it off of plans, and and you, you know where some plans say quarter inch equals a foot. Well, you take these plans and your quarter inch equals a quarter inch. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how you do it. <laughs> okay. And uh and and you have to actually build everything, which is really actually kind of cool. You can't you can't go to the store and get a a a, a two by four. You gotta cut you a little two by four. 
those pictures come through yet? I'm checking. Not that I can see. So maybe, maybe everything's going slow. I don't know. For maybe. some reason, my my internet has been kind of pokey. Kind of pokey. What the hell does that mean? Kind of pokey. Kind of pokey. Kind of yeah. Kind of kind of wild. Kind of now pokey. Kind of wild. Kind of now pokey. So Mick, uh, talk more, 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 more. What? More. uh, So you you want me to answer people's questions? Those were the two questions, but I'm going to throw another picture up for you. Okay. And then I want you to tell a story about this scene. Oh yes, the pizza. (laughs) I thought personally. Uh, this entire sequence was brilliant. The the sequence of her going through the theater, getting out of the dream loop, and the whole thing it it it's such a complicated series of simple events. You know what I mean by a complicated series of simple events? It, it's like it's one after another that just uh, of like kind of mind blowing effects that got you to this place. And and how many times we were playing with scale um, because there's a, a picture where just Danny is screaming from the pizza and uh, and the the pizza there's a piece of pizza that is in full scale around him you know so that that scale works uh, with this scale that works with the same scale that was uh, that. Uh, the pizzas screaming were because most of those pieces that were on there were actually animatronic were, were little an, animatronic heads. And uh, uh, it just, just awesome. I, I love the piece of, the pizza sequence and everybody's screaming. And uh, there was uh, where Danny's on the end of his finger. That's actually, that's a mechanical Dan, a little tiny mechanical Danny. That's just so cool. <laughs> That's where they actually let in all the control lines right behind the blade that came out and and pierced through his head. Uh-huh. You know? But but they did do the piercing through his head, you know, with this big plastic uh uh or cardboard uh finger. You know, you see it going and it goes, ah, like that. But uh, I I do love this sequence, and I I have to say that my sister was the one who designed the interior of this particular space. Oh, uh, okay. She did she did the inside of the Craven, and I always loved it. I I I always loved the the. I I think I like the the changed over one better than the original. But yeah, the other thing that's kind of funny about it, and this is very much related to my sister, is is that she made things whatever size she wanted. <laughs> so so it's great that when you're on the location and you see that, like literally, it is the world's smallest shop. You know, yeah. it's it's a little tiny place that that you know that maybe if in real life it could seat three people, you would be amazed. And then she made a full, <laughs> then she made the interior of it <laughs> as big as she possibly wanted. 
<laughs> I always thought that that was kind of great in its in its uh, in its way. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna hide this here, and I'm gonna bring up some more fan stuff. You also did miniatures for the Corman Fantastic Four, right? Right, Blake Best. By the way, that's that's Blake, my uh, co-author on Behind the Screams. Um, Blake, you know, as long as you're out there, I thought I'd bring this up, Blake. Blake, we are actually taking some of the segments from the book and some other segments and putting it together, and we're animating them in the background. <laughs> uh, I think that you're going to love that. Um, uh, how? Yeah, I did all the miniatures. We had... Uh, that back in that Corman days, that that was really weird. Um, I'd never worked at Corman before, and then all of a sudden I uh, got drafted into it because I had a couple of months free. And um, you know, to be honest, uh, Corman's uh, Corman said that he did that for a million dollars, and I think that he probably spent about fifteen grand and pocketed, you know, uh, whatever the balance. Uh, is between 15 grand and a million dollars. So, <laughs> so we did the best we could, but we had a guy that was supposed to do all the opticals. Right. And, and I'm not kidding on set. I kept going, God, you know, I kept going to the director. I kept going to everybody. You know, this guy has no idea what he's talking about. Cause he was supposed to be a digital, you know, he was going to come in and he was going to do everything digitally, you know, which was brand new and nobody understood it and stuff. And I said, you know, I don't know how this guy can do things digitally that he totally doesn't understand. Yeah. And, and he took all the money at the end of the show and then just walked away. Uh, so, Hey, yeah, what can I say? Yeah. Uh, so what we did, what I did was being as I didn't believe it about halfway through the film, uh, when I went home on the weekends, I made all the miniatures for it, like the roof of the, the, the roof of uh, the college building and the opening diopter, which that opening diopter was actually on a, on a, on a bunch of pieces of cardboard that I all rigged together so that they would do that iris thing. Um, and then the top of the, uh, the top of the uh, castle, I just happened to throw that together. Uh, I did, I built a spaceship uh, I built the spaceship ramp of it taking off. I built the satellite that comes up. I did the mole man's lair. Um, I did all this stuff because I knew he wasn't going to. And then I filmed it just before we shut down. I filmed it all one day. And uh, I have like an interesting kind of story about that. When we were filming the, um, we were filming the newspaper spin-ins. Uh, the newspaper spin-ins were, uh, by the way, hi, Dead Dollies. Hi, Dan Stockwell. Hey, Raven. Hey, John. I love the beard. Oh, isn't my beard amazing? Uh, Joe Ridgely, Jewel. Hey, Jules. I, I'm just going to get this done real quick. Okay. So anyway, I thought I would say, uh, hello to everybody. That's, this is this new beard thing. Um, so the paper, the spin-ins, we were having a meeting and I said, well, you know, the way that we need to do the spin ends is if you could get a, uh, if you could get a reverse bag on the camera, then we'll get the final position we want for the newspapers and then we'll spin them and then pull the camera out. So 
in reverse, it looks like it spins in. And uh, the cameraman goes in the middle of me and he goes, oh, you know what? We have to use the, the camera that they have here and it doesn't have a reverse mag. And I said, that's no problem. Just turn the camera upside down. Ah. And he says, well, that isn't going to make any difference. And I said, no, no, it actually will. It will, it will do exactly what you want. And he goes, no, I think you're wrong. And we're going to have to pull that off of your schedule. I was like, no, that, that would be right. And so at the end of the meeting, it wasn't on the schedule. And so I had an idea and I figured that he was a new filmmaker and I don't want to say anything bad about film filmmakers. We were all few new filmmakers at one time, but uh, I went to the editor's room and I got a piece of exposed 35 millimeter film. And, and I, I, I said, Hey, I, I need a piece. It can be anything. I don't care. Just, I just need it exposed and it needs to, you know, have something on it, exposed and developed. And uh, she, it was a woman that was in there and she gave me, you know, three feet of it. And so then I went up to the DP and I took three feet of film and I said, okay, okay, look, this is normal, right? And then if I take this, you see, you can see it, right? See, huh? see now, if I take it and turn it around like that, then, then it's in reverse, just like that, right? And I handed it in the film. <laughs> and he go and he looks at me like, oh, yeah, no, I see what you're doing. Yeah, no, you're right. That'll work. Totally, that'll work. And he says, let's put it back on the schedule. And I walked away. Okay. <laughs> so that was in the morning. <laughs> About three in the afternoon, my art director walks into the office. And he goes, you know, there is something really weird <laughs> happening out on the stage today. And I'm almost 100% sure that you had something to do with it because I know <laughs> And I go... What are you talking about? <laughs> I had no idea what he was talking about. And he goes, well, <laughs> he says, for some reason, there's a three foot long piece of film <laughs> that, that everybody keeps waving up into the air and handing to the next person. <laughs> I said, oh, yeah, yeah, I know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Nippers, new clothes. So I'm going to show you one more photo to end out the show. Bastard. That that I am, that I am. Here we go. Oh, the heads. The heads, 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 heads. That's so funny. You know, I was talking to uh, uh I was talking to Nick Benson, and Nick Benson was operating one of the arms <laughs> that, that goes out on the head. And yes. he took the arm and and literally took the end of a wire. <laughs> And the arm popped off of the piece of wire and and Robert had this whole take where Nick Benson was sitting back in there, unbeknownst to him, was behind it and was literally poking Robert in the side of the face. <laughs> he was like, ow, ow, ow. But 
The weird thing is, is what he was supposed to be doing was going, ah, ah, ah. So it was hard to tell the difference. <laughs> finally, at the end of the take, they say, cut. Robert goes, God damn it. <laughs> Stop stabbing me in the side of the face. <laughs> this, this you get. This you get. See what I'm saying is, you know, there's something that, uh, that people don't know about this set that's pretty interesting is we were at the end of the film. And we were like running out of money and we literally had all the sets and everything in, in, in an enormous warehouse. And the warehouse was next door to this warehouse. Okay. And we had no room left and we were trying to get out of the other warehouse. And so they rented the warehouse next door and that's it, ran out of money. Right. And so they said, so what are you going to do for this final big scene? What is, what is the set going to be? Because we'd never talked about any of this shit. And I said, well, what, what if we did like a, like a huge, weird church setting? And they said, well, do you have enough money to build a big church? I said, no, but, but I have an idea. And so what I did was is I went into a warehouse and we took, and we just blacked all the sides of the warehouse out and then took and put pillars, put some pillars in it, right? And then cut out these boxes that look that just these big black boxes. And then we put a fake facade inside of the rim of the box that looks like the edge of a window and then put a bunch of limbs and stuff in it and just hung them in the air. And then we put a bunch of pews in it. And then we put a bunch of levels, uh, just platforms that we had from the other stage and painted them black. And, and the, the, you know the choir section yeah. that's over in the corner, and and it kills me every time I see it because it because I know what it is, and and you know it's hard to tell. But we literally all we had left is I had somebody um, run down to the nearest uh, carpet warehouse, <laughs> go and in back of it, I noticed that um, uh, that the carpet warehouse, and it was up in. Uh, uh, up around where I live, you know, up in Canyon country. And, and, uh, the carpet warehouse always had these cardboard tubes that was from the, you know, the carpet was rolled on right in the back of the place. Right. And we, we just got all, all those carpet tubes and then sprayed them gold and, uh, put a railing in front of it and put the, uh, the kids singing in the choir. And, and it looks like, uh, like an organ behind them fuck yeah and that's all and, and then this screen and cj had made that screen before so that everybody could we designed that so that we had several different versions of that in different sizes uh-huh. because some of those are full scale shots and some of them are small scale shots and and that's what you're looking at you're not looking at oh and we built the big triangular doors and the big triangular doors if you notice have one like one odd block of rock around it Uh and and that's all alone because i didn't want to i didn't have enough rock to continue it so we just put that one rock there and then let go to black behind it everybody walked into this quote-unquote set and went well what the fuck are you doing (laughs) (laughs) i said ah what am i doing i said you know what i'm taking a chance here (laughs) (laughs) and the chance that i took was that there wasn't a set there yeah It's, it's just these pieces and uh, and we just let the black and the fog to do the rest of the story. 
So that's all you're looking at in there is you're looking like a few pieces of plywood and you're looking at a bunch of pews and a couple of columns and like this and this and that. And that's it. That's all. That's all that's there. Hell yeah. So uh, that would be <laughs> all for uh, this show. Thank you guys. Thank you everyone for who joined on Facebook and commented and uh, we're able to show your uh, comment up on here. Thank you for uh, listening to the show on audio only for you audio only listeners on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. Of course, you can find the show also on your source for pop culture over at dobackdiscussion.net. Buy your rabbit hole t-shirt over on TeePublic if you don't want to look like shit. Uh, <laughs> follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Layhost with Laymost. And follow Mick on Facebook. Just search Mick Strawn. Look for the wackiest picture, and that will be him. Exactly. So thank you guys for joining us. Thank you, everybody. Catch you on the next one. TJ Bowser signing off. See you then.